Hallmarkies podcast. We are really excited today. We have the winner of our movie King today with us from last year. We have Franco Lopresti here and uh, I'm film critic Rachel Wagner and Anna's here. Hey everyone. And Franco, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Hey guys. Um, uh, thank you. This is um, <laughs> going to be really fun. I'm excited to talk to you guys. Yeah, well, we loved both of your Christmas movies last year. So this is going to be a ton of fun. Awesome. Yes. So what we like to do with new guests is we like to find out a little bit about you and uh, find out what what got you started. How did you get interested in acting? Wow. Um, okay. This is, um, I'm trying, I'll try to keep this as as, as short as possible. <laughs> I can, I, can I tend to ramble on, but I don't know. I mean, like I was just always the first love of life was soccer. You know, soccer athletes were also known to be pretty dramatic. So, so I think, I think it goes in uh, hand in hand. Right. But no, nah, I mean, my, my mother was always an animated person, um, always playing the voices in the house and playing games with me and my sister. And, and, and uh, I was just really inspired by her growing up. And then, you know, Jim Carrey, when I was like seven or eight or nine, Liar Liar and Ace Ventura came out and I was just obsessed with Jim Carrey and um and I was doing all these little impersonations and and uh kind of you know with the class clown always and and playing around on the team and stuff and it, always making people laugh and so my parents actually tried to put me in acting classes at 12. Now at 12 years old I uh I looked like I was like 18 and I had a super deep voice so it was always kind of like uh, I, I would go to these acting classes and I'd, be, and I'd be so discouraged because first of all, I wanted to be at soccer practice. And then second of all, when I'd go and meet agents, they'd always, they'd always be like, how old is he? And I'd be like 12, 13. They'd be like, uh, yeah. I mean, we got 20 year olds who are playing like 15 year olds. Like you're like uncastable. Right. So it kind of discouraged me and I, and I, and I pursued my soccer and then I, and then I went to the university of Rhode Island and, uh, every semester I'd taken a theater course just to you know dip my feet in the in the water again and, and I really really loved it I was a public relations major I think I was just trying to get by I was so uh convinced on on pursuing professional soccer that I said okay public relations yeah I think this is you know public speaking and writing press releases I think this is I can get a pretty decent GPA with that so I took that but every time I take a theater course I, I I would just really um be gravitated to to the plays and, 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 and performing. And I couldn't minor in theater because soccer was such a commitment. Um, but my theater professor at that time kind of like put the, the bug in my ear. And then I um, pursued my soccer after that. I played in Italy and then, and, and then uh, I came home and I was on trial at Toronto FC in 2016. I was about 25, 26. That didn't work out. And I ended up finding out I have osteoarthritis in my hip. So I'm like, what am I going to do? I had just given everything to soccer. So I come home and my mom was like, why don't you try acting again? I said, mom, I don't want to, no, nah, like, don't, it's okay. You know, I started working in a restaurant. She's like, no, I, I just, you never really committed to it. Right. So God bless my mother. You know, she works at this office and there was a patient there who was an artistic director of York university's theater program here in Toronto. So I meet this guy, he gives me a play. He goes, recite a monologue, come back in a week. And uh, I do that. 
And he goes, okay, yeah, for someone with no training, there's something there, but you need classes. And so I really, uh, I got into classes and I didn't want to just be that guy taking one class and be like, okay, I'm an actor. Yay. Um, (laughs) No, I'm like, I'm like, if this is, I'm trying to make some serious life choices here and and find my vehicle and find my purpose and my way. And what am I supposed to do? So I really studied with this guy, David Rotenberg here in Toronto. And I studied with him intensely for like a year, no agent no nothing, just taking classes, taking classes. And yeah, after about a year, he was like, okay, you're ready for an agent. And then since 2017, uh, since I was like 27, yeah, I started, I got an agent and I've been very, very blessed to be working and um, in film and TV in, in Toronto's market. And uh, I, I got the opportunity to do a play in New York off Broadway in 2019. So that was, that was fun, you know, going back to the theater and, and, and uh, doing that so yeah it's 2023 now I'm, and i'm a, i think i'm like six or five or six years in so yeah and i and i and i, and I love it I, I mean for me again acting from soccer to acting i i also play music as you can see but when i'm like well, well, well what works for me what do i know it's performance whether it be on the field or with music and now in this you know art form i know how to perform you know, I'm at a party, I'm with family and friends, I know how to perform, you know, um, that's what I, I feel that I'm good at, and what I excel at. And if I can put my heart and my soul into that, especially, you know, especially within, you know, film and, 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 and acting, where I can also learn more about myself by trying to be as honest as I can be in every single character I play, I always learn something. It's like a it's like a lifelong act, a university course being an actor, really, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's pretty sweet. Ho, ho, ho. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcasts, especially at Christmas? Do you enjoy the holiday previews, recaps, interviews, and bonus episodes? If the answer is yes, please consider supporting the Hallmarkies Patreon. We need your help to do what we do both during the Christmas season and all year round. But not only do you help a podcast led by strong, independent women by becoming a Patreon, you get to become a part of the Hallmarkies family. Starting at only $2 a month as a patron, you will have access to our Facebook Patreon group where we talk about the movies, shows, and more all year. We also have many monthly patron watch-alongs with guests like Lacey Chabert, Natalie Hall, Paul Campbell, Mary Lou Henner, and more, giving their behind-the-scenes details of their films. As a patron, you also have the chance to provide input into the podcast and even join us at different tiers. So this Christmas season, spread some cheer to the Hallmarkies Patreon and become a member today. You won't regret it. Go to patreon.com slash hallmarkies to learn more. That's patreon.com slash hallmarkies. Yeah. Do you remember the first role that you ever got on camera? Yes, I did. Letter Kenny. Ah. Three episodes on Letter Kenny. I think it's season three. I play this guy named Shep, and um, it's a model who is uh, extremely insecure about himself. And um, and uh, right off the bat, I got this. I got this part, and it's 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 really really funny. Um, we're basically shirtless the whole time mm-hmm. it, it, during winter in the oh. the nasty north of Canada, right? <laughs> but um, right off the bat. I got three episodes and I was able to get my union card here in Canada, which meant, okay, can't do any non-union gigs now. 
now you know from here on forward i can only work in in union gigs and and i said well look this is what i see for myself let's do it and it was really fun that's cool that's that, good i gotta watch that that sounds good yeah i think it's on hulu in the states <laughs> yeah, yeah. i know tyler's on that okay, tyler's on that yeah we know <laughs> yeah 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 well and you were on christmas catch that was the first time we saw you i think yes. and uh, you were with um andrew bruchelle who is our friend uh in I that movie yeah. yeah he's the best yeah. Yeah. that looks like a pretty fun one that was fun that was my first lead um in, in, in a film actually um my co-star in that film emily alitalo i had met her in 2018 she is now my fiance we what? reconnected yeah. in uh in 2020 so she's now my fiance and uh, it was so fun um working on that film with both emily and andrew um again you know i, I worked on that film and i and it was so green uh, going to set I'm like i gotta be i was only on set for like six days and i'm like okay i'm 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 uh got to be super professional. And I remember meeting Emily at that time. I'd met her a couple of weeks ago uh, prior in a makeup test. And it's like, God, like, you know, I don't want to follow the cliche of falling for your co-star whatsoever. Right. And I had been out of a relationship for a little while and, and, and I go and meet this girl on the makeup test. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> it felt like someone went like this. Like, I was like, what? Who are you? She just started talking. We weren't even like, she, was, she wasn't even talking to me. She just opened her mouth. And I was like, this is a really cool, cool woman and um, cool person. And the whole time of filming Christmas Catch, I remember this is so funny. I was like, I'm trying to figure out what being an actor is like. So I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm the lead in this film. Uh, you know what? Don't talk to Emily. First and foremost, like, uh, the only time I'm going to engage with Emily is during scenes, right? Because uh, you got to keep it, you know, uh, you know, fresh and vibrant, which um, actually doesn't work. You, know, you need to get to know your co-star mm -hmm. on and off. You know what I mean? So the whole time she's like, I thought you, you didn't like me. Like, like now when we talk, she's like, no, I was just trying to avoid you. I didn't want to like you. <laughs> I mean, me that film, I just, just try to avoid you and just say it for the camera. But anyways, really sweet. Um, um, a few years later we end up reconnecting um by happenstance uh oh that's so now, cute and now we're together yeah yeah, yeah. we love that doing a christmas movie together right or you did you filmed right yeah yeah we did christmas catch and we actually just we got a new one a new one coming out this christmas for um up tv it's oh. called christmas time capsule um really funny because um brain power productions uh we worked on Christmas catch. They produced the film. And uh, when they had found out that we, um, we got engaged, it's like, you know, we, uh, we got this sweet little, little gift, a little, like, like a yeah. little engagement gift. And we got to work on this film together in January and it's, it's pretty exciting. So uh, look out for that. Yeah. Yeah. We saw a tweet about it and we were like, Oh, this is so exciting. Um, so yeah. that's even more exciting now that we know it's with your fiance and you guys obviously have chemistry from working together and being together. Uh, that's always that, that's the that, that's the that's the biggest fear. Now we're like we're like sitting on the couch and we're like, we better have some chemistry doing this film. <laughs> Holy crap! Otherwise, but honestly, it was so much fun working with her um, this time around. And um, yeah, we're 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 excited. We're excited for it to come out. That's really cool. Yeah. 
I have to ask, um, one of our friends, she reads a whole bunch of romance novels and she sent a picture to our chat and she was like, do you guys think this is Franco <laughs> on the cover of this book? So is it? <laughs> you know what? Here's a funny story for you guys. So, yes. so <laughs> really, either I that have... or your doppelganger. Yeah. yeah, no, it's it's me. It's yeah. me. So, so it's me. So here's a funny story for you guys. Okay. So I have dabbled in some modeling. Um, when I was in school in, in Rhode Island, I got scouted in New York and um through a friend of mine. And at that time, I was like, oh, you know, I want to play soccer, but modeling, I was getting a couple photo shoots. And I was like, okay, it's fine, you know, but my mind was so focused on soccer. And and when I had come back to Toronto, my my friend was a model. And he was like, hey, man, you know, you could work here. You can make a couple bucks. So I was like, whatever, okay. I'm like 20 years old. And uh, first job I get in Toronto, Toronto's a very commercial market in terms of uh, the modeling industry. But my, my agent goes, to be doing a harlequin romance novel i'm like 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 i'm like what like like the fabio like the long-haired fabio <laughs> romance novel she's like yeah they they shoot all the book covers here in toronto Ooh. so um i'm like oh, oh okay right um and so my first shoot was this as a, as a model working at 20 years old was doing one of these harlequin romance novels and uh you know, every time I'm in Toronto, every, you know, throughout the past like 12 years, every once in a while, I'll do a, a do a little, you know, book cover, which is which is fun. And uh, yeah, that's me. So I think I'm on a, I think I'm on more than a few. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm good. The yeah, was... one we saw was um, Billionaire Makeover. If you guys want to look it up and see how it looks. <laughs> <laughs> one that Bree saw and that she sent to us so thanks Anne you're my hype woman love it <laughs> <laughs> well, let's dive into well suited for Christmas yeah. we loved it it was our it was my my number one of Christmas total of uh 2022 thank you uh, all of us really loved it on the podcast and I thought it had a really tight script, very, very, uh, very good rom-com script. And I was just wondering if when you read it, did like, did the script stand out to you as something uh, different and unique? Absolutely. Um, mm -hmm. When I read Well Suited for Christmas, it came to me at like the perfect time in my life. Um, I had just uh, came back from, from visiting my mentor in, in, uh, in California. He played my father on a show called Babla, Louis Ferreira, and he's my mentor and a uh, great, great, great man. And I was, you know, kind of in a place where I was like, you know, I don't know, like, what's like, you know, what's, I don't know, I never know what's happening next. And uh, he's like, just be patient, you know, and, and just keep your head down. You work hard and you be yourself and, you know, just, just stay positive as much as you can, Franco. Don't worry about the the stuff that you can't control. Worry about the stuff that you can control. And this script came on my lap, and uh, I read Brett Stone. He's a mentor. I'm like, full shit. I'm like, oh, excuse my language. I'm like, I'm like, oh wow. Well, you know, Louie, I, I can relate to that. Um, he, you know, runs this charity which is for a good cause, and I'm like, well, yeah, I want to be part of things that you know represent good good stuff, right? And hey, he, he was a, he's a businessman. Well, I'm not a businessman. So that's where I dip, dip my feet into, you know, stepping into that world. But when I read the story about this guy who was longing for family and connection, um, 
from being, you know, a guy who grew up in, in uh, you know, the circumstances that he did, I, I said, well, this is a challenge. And uh, I think it's perfect for me to try this and play this and bring Brett to life. And uh, I really loved the script. It was like, again, it was a tight script. I mean, you're getting like, you know, it's very, very rare to get some, some nice tight scripts, you know, when, it, when you get into, you know, the Christmas movies, some, some, some of them, you know, you got to really work around and, and sometimes, you know, make adjustments and changes. But this one was like, boom, no changes to be made. Uh, yeah. Just good, good casting with, you know, uh, with Mercedes, with Gabriel who played DeMario and then Xavier and Stephanie who played Mercedes parents and the rest of the cast was amazing. So, I mean, and I was super blessed. I had so, we had so much fun shooting that film. Well, you both had such great chemistry. You, well, the whole cast did, but you and Mercedes. And she said that she told us that you filmed the uh, the maybe I just like looking at you uh, scene. Yep. That's what we call it. Uh, that that was one of the first things yeah. you filmed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was such a great scene. Uh, oh but gosh, yeah. what was what was that like doing a scene like that just with somebody you you just met? <laughs> yeah it's it's not it ain't my first rodeo doing the kissing <laughs> scene on the first the first day of set okay so yeah. there we go i i know that you know but yeah i mean <sighs> rachel you know again it's 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 having a trusting scene partner someone that's that you're super cool and comfortable and you can trust that you know we're here to do the work and, and tell this story. And it's not about me. It's not about you. Mm -hmm. It's not like no ego involved. It's about telling the story of Brett and I forget Mercedes. Uh, uh, I think it's Rachel, 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 yeah, Rachel, yes, Rachel, yeah, Rachel you know, Brett and Rachel. And we come to work and we, I know she's done her work. You know, I've done my work. We come in. Okay. Where were we before this scene? So I got to build up because we haven't shot any of the prior scenes. I've got to build up with my own imagination. So does she, of where where are we at in this story mm -hmm. you know and it's it was freezing cold it was like minus 20 we're outside and um you know we, we we're, we're in a safe place you know and, and we just we just you know trust each other trusted that yeah. in the moment whatever goes goes and i mean it really oh. felt weird you know like sometimes those scenes and, and sometimes most scenes in general you don't know what what it looks like, like I, well sometimes the mm -hmm. scenes that you feel like oh yeah that felt good and then it wasn't and the mm -hmm. ones that were like oh I don't, I don't know i don't know if the, did we get it did we get it and then it turns out being good and i think for mm -hmm. that scene because it is the first scene we were both like okay we got we got it well, i don't know well we got a lot of building to get to that place now right and um it set the tone. It really did set yeah. the tone. Yeah. Well, and you learned so much about both of those characters through that scene. You learned how confident she is. And, and you know, when she's like, maybe I'm not tired, too tired. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> that was really good. And yeah, I think you learned yeah. a lot about his character. And uh, and a lot of times that that scene in these movies would be a near kiss. Uh, and, you know, like some a stupid cell phone would ring or something like that. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, the fact they just let it play out. And then the next scene where she's coming into her apartment and she's all like giddy. It was so cute. Yeah. 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 And okay. I know, like, again, I, I when I watched the movie, when I saw this, the, this, you know, the next scene, she she played it great. You know, it was yeah. uh, it was like nice Mercedes. Like she's she a good actress. 
She's great. She was great. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, like, you know, again, just a testament to the writing, Rachel. I mean, like, you know, it's and, and good on Lifetime for picking this movie. And, mm-hmm. and you know, t- Four Kisses, pretty bold move, you know, yes. for a Christmas movie. And and they said, no, nah. they, they trusted the script. They trusted, you know, um, producing yeah. this film and making it. And I mean, look, you loved it. And a lot of other people yeah. did, too. And and and. I got to watch it it early and I like messaged Anne immediately like this is so good yeah (laughs) like you have to watch it thank you thank you and I'm actually really sad because my DVR just it just got deleted last week off my DVR so (laughs) I'm gonna have to go to voodoo and purchase it yeah oh thank you I mean yeah it means the world it means the world that's all it's all we you know no, making these movies is like we, we i hope that you guys like him you guys feel something and that not only for yourselves but mm-hmm. anybody who watches and that's why i i'm an actor right mm-hmm. so it, it means it means the world for for the positive you know uh positive reviews yeah. you guys have given it well what did you think of brett's uh wearing only black philosophy which very on brand right now yeah you're very <laughs> on brand right now eh? uh, i know um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, when I read that scene, you know, I was like, "Ooh!" I was like, "Well, he's really uh, that's a that's a pretty intense line to say." Like, you know, like, "Come on, men, we just wear black," you know, and and you know, it's like, okay, how do I make this work? You know, me personally, I'm like, okay, I understand. Like, you know what? For Brett Stone, what what made me agree with him was the song by Johnny Cash, "Man in Black." Listen to that oh, song, yeah. right? And that was that was that was Brett Stone's song. So I'm like, okay, now now I now I like why he said that mm-hmm. line. If you listen to it, it's a beautiful song. Um, and that was what I I had in my playlist, you know, for Brett Stone. I had that song and I played, and it would remind me why am I wearing black? You know, for those who are you know, you know, in need and less fortunate and and are in, in trouble. You know, I mm-hmm. wear it for them, right? And and so that scene with Rachel. I'm like Rachel Rocca. I'm like, yes, yeah, designer, outlandish, you know. <laughs> uh, man, we should just wear black. Yeah. I, I thought it was funny. I mean, I yeah. just thought it was funny. I, yeah. I really loved it. Again, it's like, okay, there's some, there's some, you know, tension yeah. here. I like the tension that can, you know, eventually build into, you know, opposites attract, right? Yeah. And the, these two opposites, we ended up finding our, you know, our, our, our way. Yeah. Well, one of the things people said was, oh, well, it's not Christmassy enough, the movie. But I think that whole scene when you are all eating Chinese food and you're just like surrounded by Christmas trees, like they 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 put as many as they possibly could into this little office. <laughs> Guys, it wasn't even a little office. Okay? The whole <laughs> set was, yeah. was like a, like a massive workspace studio. There were Christmas trees everywhere. Okay. Yeah. All right. So yeah, I mean, Brett, Brett loved Christmas. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. And I mean, for people who said that it wasn't Christmassy enough, I mean, there's a lot of, I mean, I mean, there's a lot of Christmas trees around that scene. So just, yeah. just fast forward if you, need, if you need to be affirmed, you know? Yeah. Yes. And I love the ending with the dance and you tell her that you'd, that she's the only girl you want to go on a date with in this room i love that and and i'm still trying to extricate myself from a well-spun public image again amazing writing like like like, couldn't wait couldn't wait to shoot that scene you know um you know and she's like come on extricate and then i go (laughs) on and i do that thing that she that she had done to me the whole film 
Yeah. And yeah, I thought it was so, so sweet. And when you're working with writing like that, it makes it easy. It makes mm-hmm. it easy. Right. Yeah. You say those words, you know, and, yeah. um, and it was, again, shooting the scene was fun again, trusting and, and, and super, super prepared. And that's all you can ask for. Yeah. And then just let the camera capture an honest moment. That's it. Mm-hmm. Well, we loved it. We thought it was Thank great. You. It, yeah. was, Thank you. it was so good. When you get great writing and great chemistry like that, it's a lot more rare than people think. And it was just like knocked it out of the park. You guys. Yeah. Oh, thank you so, so much, good. guys. Well, and I don't know if you knew, but Wendy, uh, well, I guess this is an early I don't know if we'll release this before our awards, but anyway, Wendy, uh, spoiler alert, won the best writing. Oh, she did? Yes. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Which maybe she deserves it. She she, she, she sure as heck deserves it. Um, Kudos to her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable, hardy, or Hallmarkie in your life? What about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party? Now is the time to check out the Hallmarkies merch store. Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Hallmark Comics, and more. You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more. And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more. Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love. There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com slash stores slash hallmarkies or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash hallmarkies. Well, now we're going to talk about Santa's Got Style, which is extremely different. Your your character is very different. The movie tone is very different. Um, It's a lot more silly and fun, which we love in these movies also. Mm -hmm. Um, When you read the script, what did you think about the silliness and the kind of sexy Santa? What would you think about that? Oh, my gosh. I was, um, guys, again... 2022 was it was it was was I was super blessed you know like again these two parts that came my way when I read Santa's Got Style I was like heck yes Mrs. Doubtfire vibes <laughs> um like like it, I I can be this 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 goofball that I, I think I am in, in 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 my own certain you know I have my own intricacies in in, in mm-hmm. life but I think my fiance can attest to that and and yeah it was so much fun again a different challenge let's 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 go into me playing brett stowe who's very you know reserved doesn't yeah. really has problems emoting um to playing a character who's so on the opposite side of the spectrum yeah it's an actor's like it gets a okay give it to me let me let me, let me step in those shoes and and you know a bit over the top comedy playing two different characters yeah it was super funny because like when i first got the part i was like planning on doing a scottish accent like like really going for like oh for race oh, holyfield i'm i'm i'm, I'm styling <laughs> santa pleasure to meet you i'm from scotland yeah yeah you know ethan yeah yeah he's my mate from uh back home but uh yeah no like <laughs> but we couldn't go into the accent world okay you know so again another challenge of like how am i gonna make the difference between ethan and cool smooth rafe yeah so uh 
it was it was it was fun to 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 play that super nervous. Okay, I'm stuck in high school. It's like that 14 year old kid who's like super infatuated with the girl and 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 uh, like it's like the freshman in love with the love with the senior and can't get out of this awkward kind of bubble. It's like super bad vibes. Michael, Sarah, Jonah Hill, all that. You know, I find inspiration. I'm like, okay, let's let's kind you know weave this into this funny little Christmas film, um, and. Guys, it was it was it was so much fun. It was so much fun. Uh, Catherine, we interviewed her um, a little while ago, and she said that you got you were gonna have prosthetics, but then they changed it to like the wig yeah. and the beard. Yeah, uh, but I mean, that was a relief for you to have not as quite as much, I guess. Well, I I no, I wanted the prosthetics to be to be real. I, I, I I'm all in. You know, so when I did get that news about they weren't going to do prosthetics, I was kind of bummed out. But you got to understand, I mean, like, we're shooting this movie in like 14 days, you know, it's a quick turnaround. So you got to, like, understand uh, the production and 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 what, what they're trying to how they're trying to make it work. You know, even my eyebrows are like, well, I would look at myself. It's funny because when I would look at myself as Rafe, I'm like, how can she not tell it's Ethan? I mean, my at least like I mean, like, so it, it, it's it was a bit of a, you know. Uh, a conundrum in my head thing. I'm like, but how does she not know it's me? <laughs> you know? Well, we kind um, of said that we felt like it was so ridiculous that it almost helped you to just kind of like, okay, I got to buy in. Yeah. 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 And that's, the, and, that, and that's the one thing um, that the actor needs to know as an actor is like, you got to fully commit to the world you're in. If you don't got two feet in that world, it's you're going to be the oddball out you know and 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 from from knowing that it's like okay this is this is what it is and i'm fully 150 percent committing to the fact that she has no idea it is it is ethan okay were were you worried at all that oh like everyone everyone's gonna think this is just too silly uh i mean yeah yeah of course (laughs) of course yeah of course i had those worries but at the at the same time you know um you gotta you gotta be bold and take risks and and sometimes playing it safe can shoot you in the foot and sometimes you know taking the risk and and, and learning from those experiences of like okay i'm gonna go there i'm gonna you know um (laughs) it's pretty ridiculous but 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 i'm gonna go there and try and if and at the end of the day my job is to provide options on different takes okay and then at the end of the day when i'm done my job the film is out of my hands. It's in the editing room, right? My job as an actor is every single tape, take, give an option, try something different, do stuff, hopefully give enough variety so that in the editing room, when they make their choices, they make their choices, right? You know, in a perfect world, every actor would love to be in the editing room and go, oh, I want to choose this and this, you know, but it ain't like that, right? right. So I was, I was bold and and brave and in, in, in playing both Ethan and Rafe and trying comedy and trying silly things that, you know, sometimes like, I don't know if it's going to work, but I'm going to try it. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, I can bring it down. And that's that I was really blessed with Amy, who was our director uh, for the majority of the film. She'd give me like, you know, the here's zero percent. Here's a hundred percent. Okay. She'd be like, okay, bring it to 50. And then she'd be like, bring it to 70, bring it to 20, you know, on, on take. So it was, you know, it was good direction on that. Uh, on that film yeah yeah and um we love and adore Catherine so much so what was so it like sweet. working with her yeah yeah she's so sweet <laughs> I mean 
um, so kind, so giving, so prepared again, preparation is so key when your co-stars are prepared. It's like the best. Um, yeah, she, she did a great job. You know, it, it was, it was funny because, you know, at times I, <laughs> as Ethan, she, she, she would just read off me and sometimes like, you know, feel like, uh, like, yeah. But, and the director would be like, you know, she's like, just be cold to it. Don't, don't fall. You know, <laughs> and she's like, but, but you you know, I'm, very, I'm a very, you know, and uh, so, so we, oh, we had a fun time. We had a fun, we were, we, we were had a lot of laughs on that film on and off uh on and off uh you know the takes um <laughs> i mean towards the end of the film when i'm going back and forth back and forth all that stuff in the backstage when i'm just like you know I thought, what's going on i have no idea you know oh man we were having a laugh sometimes you we would break you know like, keep it straight oh okay we couldn't we cut it we would laugh it was it was it was getting it was getting wild <laughs> Uh, uh, Brian, Rachel also interviewed Brian. This is how much we love this movie. She's interviewed every person from this movie. Yeah. Oh, I gotta watch oh, yeah. it. I yeah, love yeah, yeah. Brian. Oh my yeah, gosh! I forgot. He was trying to break you, and he's just so funny in this movie. Oh my gosh! It's just. I bet it was hard not to laugh. It, yeah, he said he that was his joy on the set is getting you to laugh. Oh my god, the guy made me. The guy almost put me in tears at one point. And like, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> he is an incredible actor, an incredible actor, incredible comedic actor as well. Um, he, I mean, this, this part was cast. It was written on the page, like six foot six burly man. When he showed up on day one, I was like, where's this six foot six burly <laughs> man? And he brought it like, he just goes to show. I mean, uh, just a big testament to his ability and his, his talent and you know his imagination and creativity and, and and bringing Adam to life. He was hilarious and he did like this one thing. It, it killed me when we were on stage and he rips off my beard and he's like, "I knew it." <laughs> and I'm like, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't. You know, I kept seeing like this Sean Connery thing. He was like doing to the "I knew it." And I'm like, man, you're killing me. You're killing me. Stop, please. Like, he was so good. Yeah. 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 He is just so funny. Um, and we just, we joked with Catherine. We were like, um, how could you friend zone this man who is your best friend and who's literally like a model in real life? <laughs> don't understand. <laughs> She's oh, man. Me. It was the character. That's what she kept. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hey, we're I'm like gonna... madison what's wrong with you <laughs> yeah, yeah i know even even my fiance was doing that she's like well, who would keep you in the friend zone i was like look honey I, I, they cast me okay <laughs> talk to talk to the producer they cast me to play Ethan, right but um but yeah she uh she did a great job she really did a great job Catherine. she yeah. did well yeah, and that ending was a lot of fun with all those candles. We said it was a fire hazard, but fire hazard indeed. But no, she really made up, you know, like she really uh I mean the way it was written too, because I mean, like you see, like, okay, how can she put me in the friend zone? Well, sometimes I mean people are really, you know, they it, this stuff happens in real life, you know, like it it does. I I I feel and and when you look at all the little clues in the end, 
when she plays all the flashbacks and she realizes, and I think that that scene that was so important between, um, between Madison and her assistant, right? Mm -hmm. There was that scene towards the end where she goes, you know, maybe he was, you know, doing it because he, he, he has your back and he's looking out for you. And then it kind of like plants a seed in her head. Oh my gosh. Right. This is the guy. He is the five things that I've wanted style and center to be. It is Ethan. He is the dream guy for her. And, and that scene in the end was so beautiful the way, you know, she played it out. I, I show up on her doorstep. I go to drop off, uh, you know, the suit. And, and then she tells me that, yeah, it's me. So it, mm -hmm. it was very well played. Mm-hmm. It was a great ending. Yeah. Well, do you have any other besides the Christmas time capsule, any other things we can be on, keep an eye out for? Yeah. Yeah. Actually there is, um, I think it just premiered on Friday. There's this, there's this series, this uh, like a four part movie series called the love club. Um, it follows four friends uh and you know their happenings with love and i'm in the third movie with uh it's lauren's story mm -hmm. i play it's actually andrew's in the movie as well it's uh mm -hmm. andrew plays lead mm -hmm. opposite uh i forget her name i apologize um chantelle riley is her name and uh i play the supporting kind of spanish i'm from spain i'm an artist <laughs> I'm very seductive and I try to weave my way into romancing uh, Chantel's character as she's going through a divorce and split up with Andrew's character. I don't want to give it away because I'm perfect. I'm like the guy to give movies away. So I better shut up now. But I have, I have a, I have a supporting role in that and I'm excited. I, look forward to that. I had a lot of fun. I do a Spanish accent in it from Spain. I worked with a, with a great, great little dialect coach and it was a nice challenge and, and it was super fun so yeah cool good that next comes out next friday i'm not sure if it's out in the states um on here, hallmark now or something but yeah here it just dropped today actually or well okay. when we're recording this today um on hallmark movies now and yeah i saw in the promo you're like kissing her hand or something. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that goes with what you're saying so yeah <laughs> all right so we have some fun Christmas questions. We like to close the interview off with. So, all right. First question. What is your favorite holiday drink? My favorite holiday drink? Huh. Eggnog and spice rum. Okay. Very good. Incredible. <laughs> especially from, especially, oh, you guys can't get it because it's, oh, it's only in there. Canada, but there's this place from where my fiance is from Sudbury and there's this little like, uh, grocery store called Smith's and they make fresh eggnog every every Christmas and they put a little bit of cinnamon and nutmeg in there mm. it's so good you just add a little bit of crack and rum on ice delicious <laughs> sounds good <laughs> um favorite holiday cookie or treat oh my gosh guys cookies are my jam I'm a cookie <laughs> fiend we need Hol to get you as a baker in one of these movies then yes that would be yes Oh I my love gosh. Great shout. Great shout. Love it. Um, <laughs> favorite holiday cookie. I, I, okay. I love those Pillsbury, like shortbread cookies you buy at the grocery store. You just mm -hmm. put them on the, uh, just, just slice them and just put them on the cookie sheet. Like, I, oh, I, love, yeah. I love those cookies. I, I don't know. There's just something about them, but I mean, 
I also just love uh, uh, any kind of shortbread cookie with sprinkles on them. They're all mine. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) What is your favorite Christmas song or carol? Favorite Christmas song or carol? Okay. Favorite classic Christmas carol? I would have to give it to um, Silent Night. (laughs) Okay, good. Yeah, Silent Night. I, I don't know. I just remember like when I was a kid, we used to go to my aunt's house and she lived on a street where there was like the street where all the cars drive and it was full of like crisp, like all the best houses. It was like a competition. And my, my, uh, my dad and my mom would play like silent night as we were going home, driving through it. And I'd be like thinking of Santa's, you know, oh, Santa's going to come tonight. Yay. <laughs> so that one, yeah. and then I guess I'm going to give it to a uh, Mariah Carey or the, yeah. uh, all I want for Christmas is you a hundred percent. Yeah. She's the true queen of Christmas. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Mariah Carey on that one. Yeah. And did you know Silent Night was written for the guitar? It was. Yeah. Yeah. They, it was in Germany. There is a pastor who's the organ broke. And so they had to come up with a new song. I know this because I was in a play about it when I was in high school. <laughs> well, well, Rachel. <laughs> I think it would have yes. a little rendezvous <laughs> with these two tonight. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Christmas in February is happening tonight. <laughs> what is your favorite Christmas movie? Favorite Christmas movie. Like classic Christmas movie. I, I got a couple, but if I'm going to break it down to the, like number one, it's got to be. The Grinch with Jim Carrey. Yeah. I mean, it, it just has to be. I love Jim and I love that movie. And that is the winner. Also, Family Man with Nicolas Cage. Mm-hmm. Is that the title of it? Fam- the yeah. Family Man? That one too. Yeah. yeah. Well, you could probably answered this then, but which is your favorite, Scrooge or The Grinch? The Grinch. <laughs> I, I can actually do a pretty good Grinch face. Are you guys ready for this? Yes. Is it okay? Are you ready? Don't ask me how long I've tried to do this, but but here we go. Okay. There we go. There, there we, we go. go. I think <laughs> okay. Which do you prefer, clear lights or color? On the Christmas, ah, color. It's got to be color. I mean, clear lights are chic. They're nice, you know. It depends with the decor in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, but color's always fun. It's always fun, you know. I remember as a kid, color on the Christmas tree was the best. Would you rather be in a snowball fight or build a snowman? Snowball fight. <laughs> snowball fight. Oh, these are good questions because now I like I, I impulsively say it's snowball fight, but I'm like, wait, snowman would be really fun too. The one thing mm. about building a snowman is you need a lot of snow. It has you need to be a lot pretty of snow, thick. Right? Yeah, and you got to be like decked out in pretty serious gear. Yeah, to sustain <laughs> the cold weather. Whereas you could be out for a little snow walk, winter walk. You pick up a snowball and you can have a little like cute little snowball fight. And make sure nobody gets hurt, mm-hmm. and you're all good. So yeah, snowball fight. That, that's the winner. Uh, do you consider yourself a good gift wrapper or not? Uh, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not either, so. 
I'm not a good gift wrapper. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Last question. Do you have an ugly Christmas sweater? No, I unfortunately do not. You I don't get one. Don't You're up there in Toronto. To, you know what? I, I, we usually do. Well, yeah, no, I don't have an ugly Christmas sweater. You're right. Oh no. And, and, and okay. In Christmas time capsule, I am wearing an ugly Christmas sweater. This is the only spoiler I'll give. Uh-huh. And that is the one that I would wear a hundred percent. That's the one I want. I got to, I got to call production and be like, can I get that Christmas sweater? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's too bad you didn't get any of the style and Santa suits though. Oh, I know it was uh, pretty sweet gear. Um, yeah. <laughs> the suits were really, really nice. Wardrobe was, was, did it, did an incredible job on that film, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, very good. You answered all the questions. <laughs> Hey, it was my pleasure. It was my pleasure, guys. I'm I'm so grateful for for the both of you and having this this chat and talking about stuff and for the uh for I mean your consideration about you know be me be movie king for 2022 is just I'm just so humbled by that. It really means the world. So thank you, thank well, you. Well, there was no questions. We were just hopeful that our uh, our listeners agreed with us and voted. So, uh, so because you're definitely our and a nice favorite. <laughs> Oh, thank you guys. Thank you so much. And to the listeners. Thank you. Very good. We'd like to thank Franco for coming on the podcast. This was really fun to get to talk with him and to let us know what you think about all the different things we talked about. And Anne, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at awscott21. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So check that out. And also make sure you're following us at Homeworkies Pod and Homeworkies Podcast, all of our social media. And if you are listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. That really helps us a lot. And if you are watching on YouTube, please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have our patron group, which we have a really fun uh, patron watch along coming up next month in March. We are going to have Catherine Davis on. Uh, and I think we'll be doing Christmas on Fifth Avenue. Uh, we will let you know more about that. But now is the time to sign up for the Patreon. You won't regret it. And then we also have our merch store, which is a lot of fun. Check that out. And uh, thanks again to Franco. This was a really good time. And uh, we'll talk to y'all later. Bye, everyone. <laughs>